Welcome to Conversations in Equine Science. My name is Kate Acton and I'm joined by Nancy McLean. And this is the podcast where we take equine research and try and make it accessible to horse owners and enthusiasts. Please remember that each horse is an individual, so you need to ensure you're getting professional advice before implementing any of these strategies that come up in the research we talk about. This week, we're looking at a paper called Horses Feel Emotions When They Watch Positive and Negative Horse-Human Interactions in a Video and Transpose What They Saw into Real Life. And this is by M. Trosk et al., um, I really hope I pronounced that surname, that I did it justice. Um, and in this study, animals, they determined in general from previous studies, can either directly or indirectly gather information about other in- individuals by watching them and watching their reactions. And they wanted to apply this to horses and see, could horses watch a video of a horse-human interaction and then gather information from that video and apply it again in real life. And this was one of my favorite papers to read to date. And um, it was so fascinating throughout because they, they, it was such a well-designed study. I think that was one of the first things that stood out to me. They had 44 horses. They split them into a control group and a test group. They played um, a video for them that had no sound. So it was just a visual of a positive interaction between a person and a horse where the person is grooming the horse and the horse is really enjoying it. And then a negative interaction where a person is doing um, a veterinary procedure. So they're putting drops in the horse's ears or they're spraying something near the horse's head and the horse reacts unfavorably towards them. And there's absolutely no sound, just this visual. And from it, the horses were then able to react to the two experimenters who were put in the stable with them. So I thought it was so interesting and has really gathered so much vital information in how, you know, we can improve horse welfare. Yeah, and it was so neat the way the picture shows the horse viewing the film on this two by two meter screen, which is like six feet, you know, um, wide and tall. So it made it almost life size to the horse. And then they had the horse in cross ties viewing this with an assistant facing the horse. So the assistant would not know what video the horse was actually observing. And they randomly played the video. So um, they didn't know what video the horse was actually observing by the time they did the choice test. I think what was really neat, like you said, Kate, they thought of everything because they even had the experimenters in the videos dress in certain colors. So then when they came into the stall to meet the horse, they had those colors on. So, and then I'll let you talk about what happened when these experimenters came in. So when they had the experimenters in the stall, they found that there is a positive correlation. So the horses do react um, towards the experimenters after, you know, in a different way after seeing the video. What was kind of 
interesting about it is they actually made more touching towards the negative experimenter than they did the positive experimenter, which may previously make you think that, okay, well, they actually didn't associate the negative presenter or experimenter with anything wrong. But then based on other studies they've done in other animals, they find that that's actually an appeasing behavior. So the horse may have watched the video and thought, okay, I need to appease this person because this person is my threat. And I just found that so fascinating because that, like when we take papers and look at them standalone, they have such a wealth of information. But when we combine different papers, and that's really just that underpins how important literature reviews of research are. When we compare that to the study we looked at last week, like maybe those horses in the study last week moved towards the stranger because they knew, you know, like maybe I need to appease this person. You know, maybe I need to make a good start with them. Maybe I need to instill a connection with them. And that's what kind of came to me from it. I thought, oh, that might explain, you know, some other behaviors that we've seen in research. So true that each research seems to build on the research prior. And I thought what was really unique about this is that they were able to decipher the facial expressions of the horse observing the video by a study that was done by Lansada et al. 2018 that described positive and negative facial expressions, and those were based on ear position, neck position, and then the uh, whites of the eyes being visible. So they had a person notate the expressions, and during the positive video, much more positive facial expressions than when they observed the negative video, which kind of shows me that they were able to respond and kind of connect with that actor horse that was in the video. So they were completely relating with that actor horse on an emotional level, or they were kind of reacting to the behavior of the experimenter in that video. So it's just so, um, I don't know, it's crazy that to think, our horses observe us all the time in the barn and they they watch you. They watch how you interact with other animals, with other people, with the other horses. And then to know that could determine their behavior with you even within a few hours. They did yeah. one study where two hours later, the horses were still on that same wavelength with that person that either acted positively or negatively. So there's a lot to learn from this with our own ability to self-control and to have a very strong locus of control when you're around horses. Because if they're watching our every move, think how much easier training could be our veterinary procedures when we could set them up for success. Like you and I always like to say, that's our goal is to set these horses up for success in, in their futures. Yeah. To be able to move them away. You don't always think about that. You know, it's not always easy. If you've got a big yard and you have a lot of horses 
and you know I feel like I'm always running behind for things so I sympathize with people yeah. but if you are you know you're running behind the vet is there he needs to check four horses you're gonna um I should I need to stop saying he's and she's but they need to check four horses you're gonna have them all lined up and waiting you know it just makes sense from an economical you know time-saving point of view but from a welfare point of view they shouldn't really be seeing each other because that's going to impact them and it might make your job harder I know that like when we used to do pony club like we all used to line up we all used to be handed the syringes for worming the horses and like then we all used to go out and start worming them in the stalls but they were like these big kind of open stalls and the horses were on each post and some of the horses by the time you got around to them were so difficult to worm and just so resistant to it because they'd watched all the other horses fighting against it you know, before it was even their turn yeah and they, they covered that in the video with hiding that small air sprayer which was used to create aversiveness in the actor horse so they hid that because I can say when I walk in the shed row with a wormer I have one horse that immediately responds to that mm -hmm. so I always have to hide it behind my back but um, it was really I don't know just I had an old timer one time tell me we take the older horses first in the mornings because the younger horses will watch and learn. Now, there was no foundation that he quoted for research in this. It was just his experience. Yeah. But what we did every morning on the track was take the older horses those younger ones were watching and he said it made the younger horses learn and go a lot better and it always worked out and now there's research that is kind of supporting that yeah he was right and I yeah. think what like you've said Nancy what really struck me with this is the fact that the horses watched and had those emotions in the moment. You know, they seen their facial expressions change, their heart rate changed. You know, when the negative horse was panicking, they their heart rate increased. They had this actual reaction. And to a silent video, that I keep getting stuck on that because I'm like, that really impresses me. You know, there's no sound. It's just this visual cue. And they managed to prove that that's what was happening in the horses because they in the control group they showed them the same two videos but they used software to remove the horse and remove the person and input ovals instead in the same color as the experimenter was wearing and in the same color as the actor horse and the ovals just moved in the exact same ways so they were able to determine like these horses aren't just reacting to the fact they're watching a video and something's moving quicker and something's moving slower they're feeling you know, empathy for the horse. And I yeah. thought what was really interesting was where they referred to, you know, that research in the dogs where, because they knew this occurred in human babies and dogs and in chimpanzees. So it's great now that we know it also occurs in horses, but these dogs and monkeys would be shown, you know, a human giving a human beggar food and then another human not giving a human beggar food, ignoring them. And the dogs and monkeys reacted less favorably 
to the person who didn't give the food to the beggar. It was just so fascinating. Well, in what this, I wish I could repost this picture of the horse watching the, the video, but when the groomer was grooming the horse, the observing horse started grooming the cross ties, trying to, you know, do the lip grooming of the yeah. cross tie or the assistant in front of them facing them. So, I mean, that meant the horse is interpreting that video more so than we ever thought they could. It's amazing. And the assistant who stood in front of the horse was there just for welfare purposes. So yep. if any of the horses got really stressed, they could stop the experiment. They could, you know, unclip the horse. They didn't want any injuries occurring. But that assistant, as Nancy said, didn't know what video was being played because they were facing away. But they were also made look at the ground. So the horse couldn't read their face anyway. And then the experimenters in the videos were told not to make any facial expressions. And then the videos were gone through painstakingly afterwards. And anywhere where an experimenter made a facial expression that was positive or negative, it was sliced out of the video. So, I mean, just the planning that went into this research, and I, that's the key to making it so robust, is they thought of, you know, everything that you wouldn't even think of. Well, they even had the experimenters wear the same clothes that they wore in the video yeah. when they went into the stall, and they didn't, they were on each side of the horse, and then when they were allowed to, they could talk and try to encourage the horse to come over to them and each time the horses appeased that more negative experimenter so that is crazy that they kind of felt like okay this is a mean this is a mean one I'm gonna have to try and get them on my side it's yeah. kind of like when they're out in as a herd and you've got the lead horse kind of bossing everybody around and you've got one that tries to side up to the lead horse and be friends. <laughs> this, this is the one I need to work on. That person there is going to like me no matter what I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, you can see the social dynamic that goes on cognitively in a horse's mind. And I think as owners and trainers and riders, we need to use that to our advantage and use it to the horse's advantage to be able to, um, you know, for welfare issues, you could maybe make training easier and riding easier. Definitely. Yeah, it was just a, a such an enjoyable read. And the whole experiment was just set up to alleviate any other things that could be entering in, like Kate said. So I was really impressed with it. It, it will make me think twice about, you know, having the vet come in and they're all watching and all seeing what's going on. It, it's probably better to remove the horse to a more private area and then uh, have teeth done or whatever. Yeah. Even consider, you know, if you've got dogs or little kids in the house, they're doing the same thing. So if yep. you react, you know, in a certain way to people even coming to the door, that's, you know, according to the research, they're going to mimic that and learn from it. And that's what they called it in 
this paper is social eavesdropping. So picking yes. up human cues and deciding that that's an important lesson for them to apply. This paper even said fish have that where they watch other fish interacting and even species within an ecosystem, they watch how things are done. And sometimes they even pick their mates through these observations. So it's not just in horses, it was chickens and sheep and dogs. I mean, it, it's almost in every animal group when, you know, you get pretty low when you get down into the fish studies. Yeah. But even then, like they had the capacity to do the same thing, you know, pick up cues yes. from other animals. Yep. And I think maybe we as humans are the ones that have lost touch with that. Yeah. Cause I think it is such a natural, like evolutionary thing to you have to be able to do you have to pick up cues from other species because that's you know so important to survival yep and a good balance to maintain the balance of a system so but anyway I think that's about all that I had on this one it was fascinating I'm going to go ahead and put the link. Um, I did have to use a resource to get this paper. So I'm going to put a link and try to see if I can't have it accessible because it's well worth everyone to read this if, if you interact a lot with horses. And it was our 35th episode today. So thank you everyone for tuning in over the last 35 weeks of episodes. And if you have any areas you want us to look into, then just let us know. Sounds good. And thanks so much, Kate, for joining in. And we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. Take Bye -bye. care. <laughs>